0: welcome back patriots hope you had a great labor day on today's show we're going to discuss something that i would consider is national security for america for instance what happens after the vote is that a national security issue or not? I'm going to introduce an individual uh, from a recording. It's actually from the Heritage Foundation, Lieutenant Colonel James Carifano. And we're also going to discuss following the leaders. The media is following the leaders. And last but not least, the Bonehead Award. Again, lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way.
1: As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever.
0: So on today's show, I'm not going to spend a lot of time running my pie hole. But instead, I want to play a couple of clips that give us an idea of what we're facing as it relates to national security. One specifically is from the BBC, which is in obviously in England and how this individual fuels this lieutenant colonel into trying to admit that the administration is the issue and the problem with what is going on in the rioting and in the streets, when we really know it's a national security issue associated with the population and what is going on in the streets. Colonel retired James Carafano is the director of the Douglas and Sarah Allison Center for Foreign Policy Studies, and he's also the vice president of the Catherine and Shelby Cullen Institute for the International Studies at the Heritage Foundation. So this individual has a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience around the globe as it relates to the studies associated with international uh, groups, international uprisings, those things that are involved within the world. And he takes a little bit of time to explain his views of what's going on in the United States. So the first clip that we're gonna discuss Is what I'm just going to label as justice. What is justice? What is the right way justice is supposed to be? And what is happening in our country, on top of that, around the world as it relates to justice? Uh, Mob rule is the best way to explain it. So listen up.
1: I put it to him that Senator Johnson's view that the chaos and rioting in Wisconsin was understandable was something that people around the nation might accept.
2: Well, first of all, I don't think we have the facts of what happened on the ground the situation. Um, second of all, what we've seen in many of these things are not spontaneous riots, but the product of organized criminal activity in, in many cities. Public safety is a prerequisite. It's a prerequisite for peaceful demonstrations, for dealing with the public health issues of COVID, for getting people back to work. And, and that only comes from when local, state, and federal law enforcement work together. We have a very decentralized system of law enforcement in the United States. And I think what they realized in Wisconsin was the governor and the mayor were very quick quick to acknowledge that they needed to bring in outside assistance to, first of all, calm the situation, establish public safety. That has to be the priority. I think that's the the right decision. I think places like Portland, Seattle, where they've been reluctant to do that. We have had multiple, multiple days, of uh, three months of violence in places like Portland, and it's really devastated the economy and the communities.
1: Isn't the priority that the police stop shooting black men? And it's interesting that Mike Pence, the vice president, mentioned in his speech the rioting in Wisconsin, but actually didn't mention Jacob Blake.
2: Well, I think the important thing in any situation in, in which deadly force is involved is... First of all, you get the facts and you provide um, equal protection under the law and justice for everybody, uh, including the law enforcement. I mean, I think this is incredibly dangerous when we have snap judgments like you just made that shouldn't the police stop killing people when we don't even know the facts on the ground. I think it's very, very dangerous to the rule of law. It's virtually impossible in 24 hours in, in an incident of deadly force to give conclusive assessments of everything that happened. Even okay. when there are videos or different perspectives, um, there's information that you may not see on the videos, there's context, there's lots of things we may or may not know. And to make snap judgments on the performance of police is, 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 you know, and then simply say, we're going to respond to how we feel about the incident hmm. and and disregard law and really destroy communities.
1: Do you think that view of what is going on in Wisconsin and in other areas as well, is going to be the majority view in the United States and that it will play into the election.
2: I think Americans do care about public safety. I mean, I think uh, and I, they care that their businesses aren't destroyed. They want people to safely go to work. People want to be able to protest safely. So, yeah, I do think it's a serious issue for a vast amount of Americans. Voters want to deal with the public health issue and they want to deal with the public safety issue. So I think in a sense, you know, pe- people that don't recognize that are really out of tune where, with where it seems the, the public is. When you have this kind of mob violence in the streets, there are radicals who think it's not radical enough. And they think, no, 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 that you guys aren't being violent enough. And they will look for even more extreme violent solutions. And then you will have counter radicals who think that they have to go to the street and this is their time and, and this is a green light for them to do back. So the, the far extremes of radical activity in the could be and it, and it only takes a very few of those people to do really, really devastating things. And I don't think we want to create a permissive environment for that kind of activity.
1: But isn't that the environment that Donald Trump has created in his first term by being so one-sided, by being so aggressive in what he says about community relations?
2: No, I don't think that's true at all. I mean, look, we had no- nothing like this for four years. Um, we've This has blown up in the last couple of months, and we could debate what's the confluence that Brought it together? Is it, you know, COVID? Is it the economy? Is it the hyper partisan political atmosphere? Is it these organized groups which have really been waiting for an opportunity to do this? But I think to blame it on the president is just to myopically pick somebody you don't like and just say, well, it's his fault.
1: Jim Carafano, member of Donald Trump's uh, presidential transition team. Thank you very much for talking to us. Thanks for having me.
0: So this is a BBC reporter that is basically baiting this lieutenant colonel as it relates to the cause that these people are, quote, fighting for. But the bottom line is this, it's national security issue because just like he says, the organizations, there are organizations that are driving this. There are organizations that are not part of the United States that is driving this. And there's all kinds of references to that. I'm not gonna go into which ones, who said what, whatever. But the bottom line is this: these are the foreigners trying to bait us into admitting that we are wrong, that the United States and the United States justice system is wrong. What we're saying here instead, what the lieutenant colonel is saying, no, the justice system is right. It's based on the Constitution. What is wrong is the people that are fueling the riots in the street. That's what's wrong, and it does not coincide with the justice system. This next clip is, again, Lieutenant Colonel James Carafano, Going a little bit deeper, talking about the same incident that happened in Wisconsin. That's associated with what's going on. But he's trying to explain how the justice system is supposed to work. And the issue is really associated with the media and social media. The people out there wanting to be trial, judge, jury within five seconds of seeing something. And that's absolutely wrong. This country does not live by those rules, and we should never let in and let these people decide that they're going to be mob justice and mob rule. And it's very difficult for me as a Marine gunny that supports and defends the Constitution of the United States to to listen to this and to listen to what these people have to say especially the BBC reporter. He doesn't even live here. And the final thing about this, if you notice, the BBC guy, when he ended it, he described the lieutenant colonel's position as on the Donald Trump team and not that he is an expert in internal affairs. So again, they're just pointing to Donald Trump. So it's not just here, it's everywhere.
3: We're joined now by Jim Carrafano, he is Vice President of Foreign and Defense Policy Studies at the Heritage Foundation, online at heritage.org, with some thoughts about uh, the protests uh, tonight. And uh, we'll also get his uh, feelings as well about uh, things taking place at the uh, virtual Republican National Convention. Jim, good evening. Hey, good to be with you. Good to have you with us, Ty. Let's start with, with the Kenosha. One question that I, I know that I think a lot of people have wondered about, uh, that is regarding uh, uh, Jacob Blake heading back to his car, and the uh, attorney insists that uh, Blake did not have a weapon in the car. Uh but how did the police know that? It just strikes me as, as how this could have easily been avoided had Blake just simply stood there, as I'm sure he was told to do. It's unimaginable to me that the police said, uh, well, why don't you go back to your car? I I, I find that very hard to believe, and I I am sorry for certainly what transcribed for, for all involved, but it, it does seem on the surface to have been avoidable.
4: Well, you know, the one thing I've learned in, in, in following these incidents all these years, you know, particularly in kind of this heightened 24-7 environment that we're in, is when there's an incident, uh, if people are really concerned about justice being done uh, and the truth be coming out, um, then what you actually have to do is is to allow for a full and appropriate investigation, uh, not look at something on Twitter and say, well, I know what happened here. You know, I, I cannot tell you how many times, I have been shown videos of law enforcement scenarios and and military scenarios where people say, well, what do you think of this? And I said, look, that's a video. There's no context here. I don't know. I don't know their state of mind. I don't know what happened before. I don't know what happened after. I don't know what you can see from other angles. I don't know what other witnesses said. You you simply can't get at instant truth. if If truth is what you really want to get to, I was frankly appalled that the the national basketball association said well we're we're not we're suspending our games because we want justice for uh um we want justice well if you want justice you have to recognize that justice in a in an investigation an incident like this will never happen in 24 hours and to and to create the impression that somehow justice is not being served because they haven't taken somebody out and shot them in the first 24 hours I mean, that's just nuts. And we are creating an environment where we're actually going against equality under the law and the rule of justice by by demanding instant accountability, because we feel aggrieved, even though we don't know what the facts are.
0: Patriots, I just can't even imagine getting arrested or doing something. And then all of a sudden I have 60 million people determining instantly that I did something wrong and that I should be shot. I mean, that's absolutely insane to think about that, that the justice of the mob rules and so forth. So last but not least, I want to just mention that the media is lemmings and they are following. So for for months and months and months, the media wouldn't say anything about condemning the violence, you know, what's going on and so forth. And then all of a sudden, the great leader Biden jumps up there and says, Uh, we need to stop the violence. And then they jump right in, in line. Just like a bunch of guys telling the same story over and over again, and they never said anything about it until he, Biden, actually said something. So it's absolutely insane. So let's end this with a good note and go right to the Bonehead Award. And I searched and searched and searched on the Internet, and I'm telling you, it's, it's the freedom of speech and what people are saying are being absolutely squashed by YouTube. If you don't believe it, do this. I typed in things people say to the police, looking to see if I can get a video and audio of you know interaction between the police and people in the street or in a car and so forth. I have the search and search and search because all I found was defund the police, do this, do that, do this, and nothing about what people are saying to the cops or what the cops are saying to the police. So they're absolutely burying everything as it relates to that, so that we can't make a determination of what's going on. So take a good listen to this clip. This lady is actually driving in a school zone area, 51 miles an hour in a 20 mile an hour zone, and gets pulled over.
4: Good afternoon, ma'am. Is your license, your registration, and proof I see of interest? Your There's my badge. There's my badge. The aggressive driving unit in Palm Beach County, Florida, ticketed a woman for going 51 miles per hour in a 20 mile an hour school zone. After she was pulled over for allegedly speeding, this is the shocking thing she said after the sheriff's deputy issued her a ticket. You are being cited for speeding. Drive safe. Don't let these people get shot. You're absolutely. OK, thank you ma'am. I appreciate you're it. Sheriff Rick Bradshaw told the Palm Beach Post that it wasn't a confrontation, and that the deputy was someone trying to help the children in the school zone. The woman continued to speak out to the officer. Ma'am, I said, you don't understand I'm why I'm... me. I'm not a ma'am. Well, I'm being why polite. are you ma'am? in a, on unmarked car?
0: OK, because I'm a part of the aggressive driver unit.
4: Do you have the power to do that? Yes, I do.
0: Well,
4: you're a double Oh. OK, thank you. You're welcome. It's remarkable to see how the officer remained polite to the woman even as she disrespected him. No wonder you can take shot. You're absolutely Okay. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. That. Be sure to watch Inside Edition.
0: This incident happened on the 1st of September 2015, five years ago, and it's just unbelievable. The person was being pulled over for a speeding violation, a speeding violation. It's just unbelievable. This is absolutely a bonehead as it relates to what she did, would not accept the responsibility. And the cop was absolutely polite from the very second, even with her disrespect to the cop. So, again, absolute bonehead award. You can find all the references to this podcast in the show notes within the podcast. And I would like to thank again to the Convention of States uh, grassroots organizations stand up to help us to correct the constitution and amend using article five so we can put some controls on our federal government also veterans in defense of liberty that's vital america.org they're standing up veterans within the, each of the states and they'll have state leaders and they're going to go out and teach people the populace young kids old kids The Constitution, liberties, and what makes America what it is today. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to the podcast. Please share the podcast far and wide. Let people know. And this is the first episode of this particular subject that we're going to talk about, specifically associated with the vote. The votes are in, then what? What's going to happen? And we're going to carry this all the way through to the election and going to bring you some information, as, as I get it, on what can or what's possible that can happen and what can we do to ensure the security of ourselves and our lives and our families. With that, you need to stand up, show up, and speak up. This is The Gunny, out.